Hello friends, I hope wherever you are in the world, life is treating you kind. We are dealing with some gray skies here in the Northeast, and I'm telling you, can summer please make an appearance? This is getting really old. <laughs> um, I want to talk about in this episode, it's okay to change your mind. I want to say that again, it is okay to change your mind. I think we collectively want to stand on our word and honor our commitments. And I think that's a very noble thing to do. But I also believe there are times when we need to pivot and that things change and that you may be dedicated to uh, organization, a relationship, uh, area, so forth and so forth. And you make a decision that that thing no longer serves you. And that has to be okay. A lot of times we have guilt or conflict because oftentimes when these pivots change, it's because of a series of events. Sometimes we have experiences with a person or a situation and that precipitates us to make a change. And although a lot of times it's normal in our human behavior to resist change, we also have to realize how important it is to embrace change. Because when we fight against it, we do more detriment to ourselves than good. I've recently been doing a lot of self-reflection and reflecting on relationships and even ones that I no longer have today. And a couple of things I wanted to make a pivot on in my life is that I no longer have to talk about the bad exes in those circumstances. What I realize a lot of times what we do is create a story and I'm not saying that the story is not true, but what I'm saying is oftentimes we have to retell the story over and over again of when someone did something to us. And we have so-called moved on, but we're still telling the story. And our body and mind and all our physical space doesn't understand that that story didn't happen today. And that's something I had to lean into is that when we are operating from trauma um, and hear me out, you know, those things tend to bleed out because there's something within us that we need to get out or we haven't reconciled with. And what I had to come to the point in time to understand is that the person that was in those relationships no longer exist in the same way today. And that I need to forgive myself for some of the choices I made when I was in those relationships. And I need to forgive those people and move on. Now, forgiveness is not saying that whatever they did was acceptable. It's saying I'm putting that behind me and I'm moving forward. It doesn't mean that we ever have to talk. I need to reach out. I do some big closure, none of that. But what I don't want to continue to do is to give those stories breath and space in the new space that I'm in, because those things can't coexist. I think we have a habit of believing that in order to keep our integrity, we have to tell all the things that have happened to us, and we really don't. And the other thing too is that when we are embarking on our journey of self, we realize that there are gonna be many versions of ourselves. And this is just one of many yet to come. And it is okay to sunset 
that version of you that accepted and tolerated behavior that no longer serves you. The other thing is that when we get with the organization and the onset can be great, we can enjoy all of the benefits of that organization. We like the people we work with. I went through this uh, recently, as a matter of fact, I worked for an organization that I loved. I mean, I wanted to retire and I've had this experience a few times. And this is why I know that things are always subject to change. And during my time at this uh, employer, I enjoyed my boss. I enjoyed the um, camaraderie I had with um, some of my colleagues. And I really liked the energy of it. And I knew at that time, I was cognizant to know that what we had was very special. And I knew that it could not be duplicated at another organization. But I came to a point in my career at this organization that I wasn't being supported as I needed to be. And there were certain things outside of management that they couldn't control for me. And I also realized too, that I had got to a financial point with this employer that I had such a disparity in pay between myself and my colleagues that even with the raises and even with potential bonuses, I would always be at a lag. And I mentioned this because we had the same job titles. We did the same things. But again, my salary was so disproportionate from my colleagues. Um, I knew at one time I had gotten bumped up because they said that they did an audit and I was the lowest um, executive at the time at the organization. And what happened with this role too was I had gotten, I had worked in an administrative assistant role, so to speak. And I got a promotion within four months of me joining this organization, which is really cool, fascinating. And I love that experience. But at the same time, I think that because I was internal, that they did not allow me to negotiate my salary. And I was so eager for the role that I took the salary. And what I'll say today is I have no regrets. That organization taught me so much and it continues to be a guiding beacon in what I do today. I love the fact that I had the opportunity to have coworkers that made me feel supported. I love the fact that I had a boss at that particular time who took me under her wing and really showed me what account management is like and how to be prepared. I learned so much about myself and how to keep developing myself along the way that you have to internally have your own compass if you want to continue to move forward. I also learned the importance of having relationships with people and continue to nurture and pour on those relationships, even when you decide to leave the organization. I think the one thing I've always carried with me, and this was something we learned in Girl Scouts, is leave the world better than you found it. And when I left, it wasn't sour milk. I didn't get mad at people. I was very tearful. As a matter of fact, it was one of the hardest decisions I had to make, but I knew I needed to grow and stretch my wings. And what I do now in employment situations to understand that as the world sits today, I may be okay, but if things should pivot and things shift for me, then it is totally okay for me to change my mind and pursue other interests that I don't have to stay planted there, that I can change my mind at any time. 
And I think we have to give ourselves permission to be okay with making a change. I'm currently in a relationship and as I record this, it's a probably a good probability that we may not be in relationship. And I had to make peace with that. I've had a lot of good times, a lot of good memories with this person, but I also realized too that two people have to be on the same accord in a relationship and one person can't do it alone. And we can't allow the person who's putting in the least to dictate the most. And I had to take a step back and say, no matter how much I love this person and we've had good times recently, I can't quantify that I'm getting the things that I need in the relationship. And the direction of the relationship is not going in the next level that I would like it to go to. But I'll also add this caveat. Initially, early on in the relationship, you know, I had gleaned and we had talked about marriage. I know now as I record this today that this person doesn't have the capacity to give me the marriage that I deserve. And I think that's important um, for people to understand that people can have love for you, people can enjoy your company, but everything doesn't end up in this fairy tale. And I think that's the one thing I will say that I wish people would divorce themselves from is that everybody just works things out and we just belong to one another and there's no heart feelings. And usually what happens over time is that the trauma or whatever problems were in the relationship get further and further behind you as you separate and you go your separate ways. And you begin to look back at that time and pick out some of the things that were really great to you. And you also can look at the things that weren't so great, but you move on and you move forward and realize that those people were all part of the conspiring for you to move forward through your life. See, the person that I initially was when I met that person, I began to slowly change, just like a dial on a thermostat. I was at a lower temperature. And as I began to work on myself and increase, things changed. And that person liked me at the thermostat I was. And as I began to crank it up and start turning it a little bit, we weren't in the same place of alignment. And I could no longer go back and support the person that I once was. Did it mean that I had a drastic personality change? No, but I began to think about inherently that I need to not come from a overgive standpoint and that I would also be mindful of making sure that I was doing things that honored truly who I was. I had been a person in a lot of relationships to sacrifice myself for the sake of the growth of the relationship. And I don't think I was always aware of this. And I think since I was a little girl, it's always been on the top of my mind to garner relationships that's very important. And I still think they are, but they're important when they're healthy relationships and when they work for you. And when you're no longer getting the fruit that you need off of the tree, you have to take a step back and say, I don't care how much at the beginning this was great, the things have shifted and that's okay. And we get to feel sad about it. You know, I'm mourning uh, because over these last few weeks, or actually if I can be transparent over the last few months, you know, I've been feeling this hunger inside of me that won't be quiet. And I remember this 
Dear Jane letter, uh, I call it, or Dear John letter I had sent to this person. And it was only because I wanted to get it out because I didn't want to think about it. So have you ever had this experience where you're in a relationship or in a situation, it doesn't have to be romantic, where you have some thoughts about things, but you really don't know how to sit down and have that conversation. But you're able to get on your keyboard or your phone and kind of really think out what's in your brain. And I had this moment of clarity at the wee hours of the night one night, and I kind of did it haphazardly, meaning that part of it was to garner a conversation. But the other part, too, I really thought that this person would come back and have a rebuttal and I would I would feel like the feelings I had been feeling were unwarranted because sometimes I know I can overthink a situation. And oftentimes it's not always what I see on the surface. There's more at hand. And when I tried to have the conversation, it kind of went in a left field and I didn't know what to think. It, it really caught me off guard and I felt so let down. But I also felt like it was an opportunity for me to step up into a new truth. Because the reality is that this person changed their mind in some point. And even though I had a level of understanding with the relationship, this person began to display and show me that they had a different level in consideration of the relationship. And what I could do was either go along with it, like a passenger in a car, and just allow the person to drive me wherever they wanted, or come to this point and say, you know what, I want off this ride because this ain't the stop I want to be at. And I began to then start having some really hard conversations with myself to really walk things through. And really, what was my truth? What was I truly looking for? Not just in this relationship, but what am I really trying to get in this experience right now in this time of my life? And the one thing I came away with is that I don't want to get married today, but there is a part of me that wants to get married at a future time. And there is something to dating people and having a good time without necessarily you going down the walk. And I had made peace that this person was a person for the moment, the season, and this is the season that we're in. But like seasons, they change. They don't always stay the same. And I had to accept that. And sometimes you don't like to accept it. It feels uncomfortable. It doesn't feel nice. It makes you feel a little cringy. And it's all normal. And what I remind myself is that there's been times where I've had people in my life that I couldn't imagine they would leave and not be a part of my life anymore. But the beauty behind that was I realized that those people weren't my people anymore and that I did move on and that those people began to sunset. And as time moved through and as I began to sunset the story and I keep bringing up the story, I began to say, okay, I'm all right. I'm, I'm totally okay that this person is no longer a part of my new life path. And guess what? I was even able to see that it wouldn't have worked. And that's a lot of things about when we pivot and we make a change. We realize that a lot of times things are running their course 
whether we see a timer on it or not. They truly are. And we're trying to drag things into the next chapter and they're not supposed to be. And as hard as that is to swallow and digest, that is truly our cycle in life. I remember at the time when I was divorcing, I could not imagine what life would be like not being in that bubble of that relationship. And let me tell you, that relationship was not happy. There, that relationship did not have a lot of fun memories. It didn't evoke a lot of love. It didn't evoke respect. And even though that ended, I still had my feelings about it. Because ultimately what happens in a lot of endings and most endings, it doesn't end the way we want it to. We want it to go down a different path. And I've accepted that sometimes the path has to get a little ugly. So you won't go back and look at it again. Because some things do need to be sunset. I I saw this statement and I can't remember where I got it from, but they were saying, you know, when God universe spirit takes you out of a situation, you don't go pull yourself back in it. I will say this. There are very rare times in life where we can go back to a situation again, but usually there has to be some type of change. If there's no change, we'll just keep repeating the same cycle. And I realized too that we don't have to have a collective buy-in, right? We get the opportunity to make the choice to say, hey, I decided that XYZ does no longer work for me. And I don't have to quantify it. I don't have to have a big talk about it. And I think that's the one thing I've learned, especially um, as someone who can be very in touch and tapped in in their emotions, that oftentimes I want to explain and give people context. And they truly don't deserve it. And they really don't care. And I've learned to keep the context for myself, to handle the autopsy of the breakup, the pivoting of whatever the situation and understand that this is just for me. It's not for them. Now, even though that person was a participant at that time and space, this is now my journey. This has nothing to do with that other person. And we get the right to decide who then belongs on the next chapter with us. And that we don't just have to take people along with us because they're around we still get the discernment to take a step back and say, is this thing still working for me? Even when we think about the cars that we drive, I know as expensive as it is for cars in the market right now, if you have something that works, hold on to it. You know, but a lot of times people feel shackled in. And I remember I used to be one of those people. I didn't put much thought into having what I wanted to have Because I had came away with this thought process that whatever these nice people at the dealership said I qualify for, that's just what I got. I didn't take any time to really think about what my needs were in a vehicle. I finally got a clue that with me being short and small legs, I probably needed something that would help me sit up and see across the dash. And it took me a long time to deal with that. I think for me, I just thought, well, all I got to do is just jack up the seat and I should be fine. Test driving cars made me uncomfortable. I didn't like driving cars with other people in them. So I would get in the car for a few seconds, fiddle around and jump out. And I will still admit to this day, I am not a pro. 
by any means. But what I did get to a point of resolution is to understand that if I don't be my advocate, who will? And I have to come from that place. And I have to also sometimes play good cop, bad cop in my mind and say, well, what would I want for my children? You know, all my girls are grown. And sometimes I have to parent myself and say, hey, Sean, you know, if this guy were doing this to your daughter, would you tell her to hang around? Would you tell her he's having a bad day and just let him get himself together? No, you wouldn't. You would totally divorce yourself from that situation. You would tell her, absolutely not. You deserve better than that. And if you bring such and such around again, I will uh, let you know how my feelings are. And you deserve more. And I think that's the thing we have to think about is that we deserve more and that our feelings and our circumstances change from day to day. And what I'm not saying is to be willy nilly in the fact that every two seconds you're coming in and out of decisions. But I'm talking about situations where you know you're being called and situations call you. For example, you're working at an organization and the organization is showing you that they are doing massive layoffs. And people are telling you, you're fine. Your positions won't be eliminated and the company is still growing well, but people are losing their jobs around you left or right. And you have a couple of decisions to make. You can either A, stay in that position until they boot you out. Not a bad idea, right? Or you can decide, you know what? Maybe I'll start looking. I don't really necessarily wanna look, I'll at least start getting some bites. So if there's anything that does happen, I'll at least know what the market yields. I'll at least start the conversation. And therefore, I at least am not in the dark. And I'll be fully aware that maybe this place isn't giving me the same stability. It's just like if you were renting a house and all of a sudden there was a for sale sign that just showed up in the middle of the grass. And you're like, wait a minute, I'm renting this place. What? When were you going to tell me? Oh, the place, I'm going to sell it with you in it. I'm going to tell them that you're a part of the deal. And that part of the deal is for them to let you continue your lease. So you have a couple of decisions to make. You can either say, okay, this sounds great. I at least get to still stay here. I'm a part of the package deal. And it'll give me some time to revisit looking for places. And I can do this at my leisure. I don't have to do anything right now. Or you can make the decision, hey, you know what? I don't know what this new landlord situation may be about, but I at least want to start making some progress and get out there and start having conversations with landlords and management companies of properties and see what kind of places I can qualify for, what's available in the market, what's at my price point. Again, you are pivoting, making a thought to say, maybe this thing doesn't serve me and you may do something different. And that truly gets to be okay. So pivoting, taking a look back, understanding that you can change your mind at any point in time should be actually one of the gifts that we have, not a curse. I remember seeing um, this movie and I think Julia Roberts is in it. And I don't think I've watched the whole movie, but she was like the runaway bride. And what I glean from that situation was she would get in marriage, you know, with these people or, and, and would leave them at the altar. 
And ultimately, these weren't the people she wanted to be with. Again, I haven't seen the movie, but I know it was Runaway Bride and she would always run away or pull away. And again, you rather somebody show you, hey, I, I'm not in the same thought process of this situation and therefore I'm going to do something different than to go along with you and fake like they enjoy your company or your presence. And I'm telling you, I've experienced this a couple of times in my lifetime, and it is it is very cruel. It is very mean. I do believe in karma and it's very hurtful. I remember there were times when at the towards the end and this usually happens when um, and I'm only can speak you know, to where my demographic is, but I'm a heterosexual female. And I remember when I was married to my ex-husband and we were, uh, you know, making the decision to divorce. And I remember one of the women he was dating at the time, he was telling her all these bad things about me. And at the time, we were actually getting along. We weren't fighting. Things were at a smooth pace. I had accepted that we were no longer going to be husband and wife. And we were just really trying to be planful with the next steps as co-parents. And that all came to a crashing halt because what he would do is angle these women that he dated and tell them the horrible things about how this ex-wife I was. And these women would be coming out of character and really feel like they needed to defend him or protect him. And until I saw the text messages that were shared with me, I wouldn't have believed it. And this, this young lady uh, befriended me and said, hey, I just want to know for my peace of mind, if you guys are still together or not. And when she shared those messages, I would have never thought that he would do that. I remember I had an incident uh, with a gentleman. Oh, goodness. This was just a couple of years ago. And um, this again, we were on this out, right? We were on our way out. And I remember we were committed to doing this business. And then at the last minute, he began to just really um, get belligerent and go down a whole different path. And I'm thinking, well, I thought we were starting a business together. And I, I had to take a step back and say, somebody changed their mind. They may want to do a business, but it may not be with you. And that people who want to show up and be there for you will do it respectful. They won't do it in a way that's hurtful. And you get the right to decide who can treat you the way that you need them to be treated. I'm sorry, the way you need to be treated. And that just gleamed for me that a lot of times people will show us their hand of what they're doing. And all the while we're tolerating, tolerating, tolerating when we should have pulled the trigger and made a decision a while back. And these people weren't worthy of it. So I share this with you is that if you're on the fence about something and you know that the tides have changed whether it be a relationship, whether it be a romantic one or a friendship or an organization, you get the right to pivot and decide what works for you. It doesn't have to be a collective agreement about what you should be doing. You get the right to decide what works for you. As always, you can listen to any other podcast, but you decided to stop by and listen to mine. And for that, I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for your listenership, my friends. Namaste.